When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Getting proper mental health care can help you feel more like you. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, insomnia, relationship issues, workplace stress, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. Hello, it's Dave here. I'm with my wife, Kathy. Hello. We are walking to the cinema to see Thor Ragnarok, the latest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, so, firstly, I if you if you go back and listen to episode two of this podcast, uh, we went to see Captain America: Civil War early last year, and I don't know if this is a direct quote, but I'm going to paraphrase Kathy, and it was something like, "I'm never going to see another one of these <laughs> stupid Marvel movies." Again, so how's that uh, going for you, Kathy? Well, actually, then we started a movie podcast, so it hasn't gone very well. Then we started a movie podcast. That was the second episode we had already started. That was the second episode, and at that point, no one had ever listened to us, so I didn't realize what we'd committed ourselves to. Um, So, yeah, I've been to see most of them since then. Now, to be fair, yeah, you went to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I like Spider-Man: Homecoming. I like Guardians of the Galaxy, so I went to that for fun. Um, I hated Captain America. I went to see Spider-Man Homecoming because Scroobius Pip came with us, so I wasn't going to not go You were going to go anyway. I wasn't. I went because he was going and I wanted to go with him. And now, um, I have been quoted as saying that Thor is my favourite movie, so I'm happy to go and your see Thor Ragnarok. Your favourite Marvel movie. Oh, my favourite Marvel movie. Not your favourite movie. movie. Oh, God, no. <laughs> not my favourite movie. My favourite Marvel Best movie. Best movie of all time. Um, I like a Marvel movie when they're fun stand alone and don't take themselves too seriously so in that sense I loved Thor the first time I saw it like genuinely loved it really liked Ant-Man when I saw it and I really liked Guardians of the Galaxy um, now Thor 2 I have to say I don't recall and I wasn't particularly blown away by um, but I've seen that this one is apparently really funny so I'm interested can you recount what happened in uh, Thor 1 and 2 Thor 1 yes this is his origin story um, and his brother was evil and he landed on earth and it was a really spoilers for Thor 1 and 2 <laughs> yeah well you asked me sorry I just my favourite thing about Thor 1 was like the fish out of water stuff with him landing on earth like, it was really funny and I think Chris Hemsworth yeah. is a really really good comedic actor as well as being incredibly good looking I need a horse yeah so I just loved all the fish out of water stuff um, so Thor 2 I don't quite recall 
but it didn't really have the same for me the same humour or charm and it was a little bit all over the place what do you remember happening in Thor 2 I have to say nothing okay yeah. a, that's interesting um, and also I know loads of people like Loki as a villain Tom Hiddleston I'm not into it or him so Why? I, He's great I really hope that Loki isn't back as the villain in this one okay what do you know about this one have you seen any trailers well actually I saw um, a couple of months ago I did a Beauty and the Beast episode by myself because I was at this special like ABC screening day and actually had seen rough footage of this which I had signed all this non-disclosure stuff so I couldn't oh. talk about it you. Uh, I know right so I do know Fancy the plot pants. of this movie I saw all these initial like drawings that they were showing us of like him and the Hulk battling in an arena yeah. so I know that that's this some sort of gladiator arena with him and Hulk have been captured and they're fighting each other Yeah. because um, I had seen that stuff um, now I since that I haven't seen a trailer but I'm excited because I love the Hulk and I love Mark Ruffalo so to have Mark Ruffalo and Chris Hemsworth on screen to me is like like the hottest combination of man <laughs> and they're both really funny and I really really like both of their characters and this movie has Jeff Goldblum Kate Blanchett um, oh yeah I forgot about that Loki's back this is a great cast in this no, also I don't want Loki I'm sorry anyone who calls himself Hiddleswift should not he be he didn't a call himself star. that the media did he wore a t-shirt that said I love no I actually do love Taylor Swift but he wore a t-shirt that said I love Taylor Swift <laughs> like, you, you're just jealous because you think you love Taylor Swift I more than he did I take him seriously um, um, so but yeah anyway I'm really excited about this movie I know I said I was never going to go to a Marvel movie again I did not engage in your Marvel movie marathon that you did no uh, if anyone's interested I, I watched all the Marvel movies up to um, Civil War back to back in a row by myself yeah it was really tragic uh, no I had a few sad guests on. event in it your was life very, it was pathetic <laughs> and embarrassing um, <laughs> um, yeah, but I also loved every minute of it um, basically I went away for the weekend and Dave watched like 20 movies back to back and recorded the entire event it was the whole weekend and yeah. then I had to go to work after it it was very it was strange sad. Um, I'm very excited about this movie uh, also because it's directed by Tahiti Tahiti Wahihi <laughs> I can't say his name oh um, I love him the New Zealand guy the, the Kiwi guy who directed What We Do in the Shadows which is my favourite comedy yeah, of the last amazing, 10 years very very funny so movie. so good um, and he also directed The Hunt for the Wilder People oh yeah that was really Sam good with Sam Neill um, which was really sweet and, and nice so He's just a real... Um, I really wish this man all the all the success in the world. And uh, he's the classic example of Marvel taking someone who's done something really well on a small scale and like allowing them to work on a big scale, which is cool that yeah, Marvel Yeah, and then that. like taking away all their uh, creativity and anything that's interesting about them and forcing them to churn out... Uh, I don't sort think Marvel of, do that. Uh, I think that's more middle of the... Middle-of-the-road uh, movie with no edges or nothing No, I don't think that's the case. I think that's more of a, a Disney move on... Um, Star Wars. Yeah, but where you start giving exactly them, right, you let them start directing it, and then you take it away. From <laughs> and then you fire them halfway through for being too interesting, yeah. and creative. Uh, see Lord and Miller, Ari Han Solo movie. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Disney owns Marvel, and the same shit's happening. And the same thing happened with Edgar Wright on Ant Man. You get you get little flashes of creativity. And, Ant Man was really funny. Yeah, Ant Man was. I, don't get me wrong, I love these Marvel movies. They're great fun, but they kind of are all the same. Uh, they're, they're, and which, Except for Guardians Which they have to be um, Because I guess it's a cinematic universe So there should be consistency But it's kind of sad when you get These amazingly talented And uh, inventive directors And you just get a sort of A samey, samey product with little flashes Of the flair Well let's judge the product after we've seen it no, I prefer to judge movies no, b- b- by their up. covers and Yeah, the we other, need to go in The other thing late. we want to say beforehand is I recall in your 
well I want to say I recall in your Marvel Marathon which I have to confess I didn't even listen to it which is so terrible you didn't terrible listen to my Marvel Marathon because it was my you're my co-host so it was our podcast and I just said I can't even listen to this are you kidding me no I never listened I listen to your ones when I'm not on them I listened to the other ones, but I was like, I'm not listening to you drunkenly ramble about Marvin. I was. <laughs> <laughs> you were drunk. I was only drunk yeah. for part um, of it. But who, where did you rank Thor? Because I recall that you ranked them all. Oh, I don't remember. I was drunk. Was it up top? It was. Like the way it's my the, number one. Was it your number one? No. No, my number one was Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Thor was maybe somewhere in the middle towards the top. Okay. So uh, you like the more serious ones that I think are... It's the more serious Marvel movies try to make themselves, i.e., Captain America. The more I think they're a complete fucking joke because it's like stop trying to take yourself seriously and just embrace <laughs> what you are. And Thor embraces what they are. Do, I hope. Do you know how often you say the phrase "takes itself too seriously"? <laughs> you, like all the time. If they think anyway. It's gonna say it's gonna say that on your on your tombstone. Yeah. It didn't take herself too seriously. Um, but we better go because it's really cold and I want to get into <laughs> yes. the cinema. All okay, right, here bye. we go. I'm excited. So much has happened since I last saw you. I lost my hammer, like yesterday, so that's still pretty fresh. And then I went on a journey of self-discovery. Where I met you. Where are we? You have no idea. Hello, the goddess of death has invaded Asgard. Oh, I've missed this. And you and I had a fight recently. Did I win? No, I won easily. Doesn't sound right. Well, that's true. All right, we're out of the movie. We're walking home. What'd you think of that? We won't talk any spoilers, but as always, we'll wait till Spoiler Street. I, um, well, I thought it was too long. Which is okay. just at this point always going to be what I think of a Marvel movie. Um, I mean, you can't uh, you can't <laughs> accuse it of taking itself too seriously, no, which is what you always say. It didn't say. take itself too seriously. I would say it didn't take itself seriously enough. So, um, what I liked about it was Chris Hemsworth obviously is always very very good as Thor. He's got amazing comic yeah, timing. Yeah, he's amazing. Isn't he? He's like, like he's a natural comedian. Stand out, the best Avenger, I think. And then. I really enjoyed the overall humour of it. Like, there's quite a little, like, touch to it. I really enjoyed all the plots with Thor and um, the Hulk. All, all that aspect of it. And the standout for me was Tessa Thompson, the actress, who I love. She's excellent. She's such a cool actress. I think she's fast becoming my favourite actress. So we first saw her in Creed, which was the um, the Rocky sequel. No, we saw Dear White People before that, I think. Mm, I can't remember. Anyway, she's really stood out to me in Creed. She's really good in Dear White People. And then she popped up in Westworld this year. And now she's like the absolute standout as Valkyrie in this movie. Yeah, she's, um, she's a badass. Badass. And like, you know, these Marvel movies have had very few female interesting characters they have Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow but I never find Black Widow she's kind of lame or interesting there's something lame about yeah. Scarlett Johansson's delivery of Black Widow and I don't think it's necessarily Scarlett Johansson's fault I think Black Widow has never been particularly well written and it's always a bit of a downer whereas Valkyrie was fun and interesting and had a good backstory but mainly the actress is so charismatic that she really like elevates the screen and I think her and Chris Hemsworth had much better chemistry than he ever did with um, Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. 
so I thought that really lifted it I really enjoyed the humour like the rock monster I thought he was funny um, voiced by the director amazing yeah I love yeah. that New Zealand accent and then yeah I just I thought it was all really well cast like Jeff Goldblum's really enjoyable but I thought for me the, the downside of it was the villain the Kate Blanchett character I found that really flat and just villain for villain's sake and um, every time I cut back to the Cape Blanchett stuff I was like no go back to the fun Thor and Hulk stuff same okay so I I, um, I really enjoyed it it's it's really funny like it's laugh out loud funny several, yeah there was several lots times. of laughs it's more of an out and out comedy I would say but that, I think that's the problem the villain didn't work because there was no dramatic tension throughout the whole movie um, she's supposed and, and there should be because the um, I guess we'll talk more about in spoilers but partic- in specifically why she should have worked but um, the comedy undercut any chance of drama there was throughout the whole movie and there are a few moments where they could have inserted some serious pathos and drama but it always ends in a punchline every, every single scene has a punchline yeah. and they're great punchlines and it's very very funny but the movie just can't can't ever lift the stakes because there are none we're just watching a series of hilarious circumstances and events and it's pretty much the the, the plot felt very much just um, Thor bumbling around from sequence to sequence without any real um, drive or motivation yeah and even the stuff with Loki and I know I gave him a hard time on the way in but obviously like Tom Hiddleston um, Tom Hiddleston Tom Hiddleston <laughs> he's a good actor right he plays Loki well but like from scene to scene I was like wait what's the relationship between these two are they allies are they not I couldn't remember the second movie so I was a bit a bit flummoxed at the start of the movie as to what was happening with them and like it was literally scene to scene their relationship was changing and not in a dynamic natural way in a weird way that was hard to follow but to be fair that is the um, that's deliberately their relationship because he's the god of mischief and can never be trusted I and guess can he be trusted can't he be made trusted made it hard as a so viewer to care like even if there was conflict between them because in the next scene they're not conflict like. getting proper mental health care can help you feel more like you that's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services including therapy and medication management Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, insomnia, relationship issues, workplace stress, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. There's no conflict again. So you yeah. know what I mean, like that. I think another thing that made it not very dramatic or tense. Did you did you think? I mean, you you turned to me during the movie when the Hulk came up and and asked, did was this spoiled in the trailers? And it was. And do do you think that that if they'd held back that moment, it would have been a lot. Oh, that would have better. been awesome. Yeah, if the Hulk had come out and we weren't expecting him, I would have really enjoyed that. Because it was like the whole time you're just waiting for the Hulk, and this is yeah. the problem with trailers these days uh, for movies we're going to go see anyway there's just no point in watching them I had to the Star Wars trailer was playing when we sat down and I just got up and, and w- left yeah you don't want to ruin it for yourself what's the point um, I'm not, just like, it's just going to have loads of bits from the movie and then I sit through the movie waiting to see the bits yeah. that I've seen in the trailer and, and I was waiting I mean I knew the whole thing because of that other day I'd been at but as you said it was in the trailers anyway 
So yeah, I was just waiting for the Hulk to come out. Now, I really, I'm not one for a big fight scene. There's quite a big fight scene at the start of the movie, which I completely tuned out of. But I loved every second of Hulk and Thor in the arena. I thought that was really fun. Yeah, it was. Now, I always love kind of a gladiator scene anyway, but that was real, like, pure joy. Um, and then I the just size of that to... stadium was kind of ridiculous. It was ridiculous, yeah. But no, it, was it doesn't fantasy. make sense. Like if you were, yeah, but from a logistical point of view, it's two tiny people. Like it made the Hulk look tiny. I know how yeah. big it was, and and the amount of people. Like if you were up in the rafters, there's no way you're seeing anything. It felt very Hunger Games-ish, didn't it? I just, I just felt bad for those people who had the shit tickets. I know. Well, they're like the aliens, so maybe if you've really like good alien sight, you go up the top or something. <laughs> and I thought, Jeff oh, you think there's some sort of like cast system yeah. about where you get to. Sit. I love Jeff Goldblum and I loved his assistant, the woman from um, Hunt for the Wilder Hunt for People. The Wilder People. She's excellent. She was great. And then the other thing, a lot of Kiwi accents. What this. didn't work for me was the eighty synth soundtrack. I was like, look, we get it. Like everyone likes Stranger Things. But Do you think it was a bit try hard? Yeah, it just didn't fit with the movie. Like it didn't fit to me. Now I know I've forgotten the second Thor movie, but it didn't fit with the first Thor movie at all. Nope. I would so say it's very it, jarring. The first two Thor movies kind of feel similar. The second one is is a bit more serious. Um, a bit more Game of Thronesy, actually, and I think the director of that was a Game of Thrones director. But you're right; he he very much chose an aesthetic for this, and it's '80s sci-fi, um, sort of uh, neon and synth, um, and it's deliberate. But I like that; I'm very into that aesthetic, and it was a very um, it was very effectively done. But you're right; it doesn't quite feel right for Thor. Particularly when you see the people of Asgard and they're all dressed like in medieval... Yeah, it felt weird. Garb ...because that kind of conflicts. But that's the, that's what's interesting about this Marvel Cinematic Universe because you've got all these different uh, sort of genres and styles in the same place because it's almost like he stepped into the Guardians of the Galaxy world when he went to Jeff Goldblum's Yeah, it planet. felt... And it worked in Guardians of the Galaxy because that was new and that was its own world. So it made sense when that had all, you know, the really funky soundtrack and visuals but, but this felt a bit because I thought oh isn't this supposed to be a bit kind of like his family are almost like Roman or something like they're, they're not this and there's like a sequence on the bridge which the, the bridge has always been a bit trippy and neon-y the Asgard bridge so there's a kind of an 80s fight sequence going on and then there's kind of like refugees like going into Hang Noah's on, yeah, Ark sorry, spoilers alert here well, it's not spoilers just the visuals didn't add up for me right okay um all right, well, yeah, let's, we let's just turn on the spoiler yeah. streets so, and, and talk some talk some specifics here. Um, so the ending... What do you want to talk about? The ending, <laughs> I just thought was so disinterested. I just thought, of course, they're going to be Kate Blanchett. Like, there's no peril here for me. I don't care about any of them. I really enjoyed the Revengers gag, and I really enjoyed that it wasn't... Like, you know, the way La La, the Captain America movie we saw had all of the minute, and it just felt like another Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. This didn't. And I liked the kind of merry band of Thor, Valkyrie, Hulk, um, the guy that Idris Elba plays, and Loki, actually. So I liked the five of them fighting side yeah. by side. That was really fun. Plus but all the side no characters. The, the side characters were great. Like, the rock monster was yeah, just kind of a, really stand, funny. a real standout. Yeah, um, but just to however, me, no peril, and ultimately... Um, I wasn't engaged with it and then when it no, ended same. like okay fine Asgard as they say is the people not the place a hundred times it ends and then straight after the first lot of credits it's like ooh they're in peril again already this is another movie we're teeing up 
I know, but sure, it's, it's, just, it's, just, a, it's a never-ending wheel of uh, money, this whole thing. Yeah, and I it's also never, thought... It's never going to stop. All the stuff with Anthony Hopkins dying didn't really make sense. And, oh, actually, Anthony Hopkins used to be really evil. I mean, come FYI. on. It was the equivalent of the power was within you the whole time. Yeah, it's you like don't that, need your hammer. It's like that old 80s trope uh, where, you know, you give someone the placebo. And they yeah. were like, that wasn't, that wasn't the real potion. And they kept potion. calling Thor the it. god of thunder, but he was... Like shooting it's lightning. lightning I know but lightning comes with thunder But was he All always right? the god of thunder then? Okay That's how storms work But was he always the god of thunder I thought he was the god of lightning He's the god of thunder yeah Ah oh, okay Because the god of lightning Doesn't sound as cool um, But yeah anyway Look I don't have much to say on spoilers Other than no sense of peril And all very jarring But that's, that's, my, that's the point I was making earlier There, is, there was no peril Because no. it was all comedy Like literally their entire civilization And planet was destroyed And then there was a gag From the rock monster about Oh, as long as the foundations are are there, it's like no, don't leave that moment. Leave that moment be dramatic. Yeah, that should have like, been a beautiful, it, like sad moment. Let it hang. They're all looking at their entire world and home be destroyed, and they went for they went for a gag. I thought why that was are they all absolutely dressed like something inappropriate from like the Holocaust. Like that was like the, visually what I thought they were almost trying to represent. And then it's like the eighty synth battle going on in Cape Blanchett. Like, no, I love Cape Blanchett. I think she's an amazing actress. She what was. What's she doing in this movie? Like she's way too good for it, and she, she was very sexy. Like, this, in, don't in you think? Two way- she looked. She looked pretty hot in her she leather hot, cat suit. But in two ways, I thought she was wrong for it because a, she's too good an actress for the movie, and b, she didn't act particularly well in the movie. Ah uh, no, because come of on. the nature of what she was probably doing, which was just running around in front of a blue screen. I thought, yeah. But so ultimately, for her, I don't think it did anything. No, Other it's than not. It was shot around where she lives. I assume because she lives in Sydney. It was a straight. Yeah, the so, Gold Coast. Yeah, it would have suited her schedule probably. It, I don't think this is Kate Blanchett's fault that that character failed. I think that's no, it's the, not her fault. That's the the the, the writing and the the, the 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 fact that this is a comedy. Uh, See, so it her evil, like the fact that she was the most powerful and evil creature on the planet, uh, on but the that world, didn't, make sense. didn't didn't matter because it was all just played for laughs. But how was she the most powerful evil goddess of death? No one's ever fucking heard of her before, and only. Where's she been this whole time? And she suddenly just materialises. Oh, she was banished by. Yeah, but they Odin say, oh, Odin dies and now she's back again. So if she's that powerful, for Thor's entire existence, she's just been doing nothing? Yeah. So therefore, she wasn't threatening. And I don't feel like she earned her title, the goddess of death. Yeah, but she destroyed his hammer at the beginning. So she was. She should have been more threatening. And to be fair, I think Kate Blanchett did a fine job here. She, she was having fun, she was hamming it up. She looked uh, a bit like Claire when she had the head bit on, making her hair look short. She looked like Claire Underwood, didn't she? Like Robin Wright. Uh, she looked really like did, her. Yeah, I was right, a bit confused. Robin Wright could have played this yeah. if she wasn't in Wonder Woman. Um, but um, yeah, so I felt all that stuff was just yeah, I wasn't into it. And I also, oh, Thor's got another bad sibling with like black hair. Visually, her and Loki <laughs> yeah, okay. look like the same person. Um, what? What else? I felt like there was more I wanted to talk about. Well, you loved the soundtrack, didn't you? You said you liked that. I thought it was pretty cool, yeah. but I like I like sort of retro synth stuff. And um, yeah, I just don't think there's that much for us to say. Like, I'm kind of disappointed, even though like I had lots of laughs and I had a bit of fun with it. Oh, but yeah, do you know what the the Thor: The Dark World had? Uh, there's a moment and spoilers for for that movie. Um, there's a moment where you know his mother dies and they have her funeral, and it's it's a really beautiful scene. Um, and there's this old sort of Nordic tradition of the, the the boat going out and all these flaming arrows go out and and uh, it's it's really it's really lovely and the music is is quite touching. 
there's nothing like that mom nothing like that moment in here there were, like and anthony hopkins died they kind of tried to did do something really like that did he even really die though i wasn't oh, sure i, don't know. I he thought just... he was still alive to be honest like i didn't really get any of that scene. but sure, no one really dies in the marvel universe yeah. they, they just come back three and movies from now yeah so i i didn't think odin had died either so again there was no stake really there and like really if, if if it was loki's fault that he died like thor got over that pretty quickly but also they they undercut the whole um you know they 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 end the last movie with this big teaser like oh loki's taken over and he's pretending to be odin and you think oh my god wow and then at the beginning of this movie it's just like oh it's played for laughs doesn't matter yeah. thor knew the whole time there he is and that's uh, it and that's it let's move on let's, let's, let's do a new adventure yeah. and also it felt like very deliberately they were just like almost retconning the other two Thor movies like fuck them don't worry about them because they killed his entire party of <gasps> friends know, without batting sh- an eyelid oh my god I meant to say that <laughs> like, like they killed all of his friends who we like I recognised them from the other movies yeah. albeit I didn't recall them and to be fair look they weren't particularly memorable but what about his lady friend with the black hair where was she now I she think she up shows in up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on TV I okay. think she's got other adventures yeah, I whatever I d- was looking for her but I recognised all the men I don't know, yeah I don't just watch killed callously and some of the scenes in Asgard because they were so hammy and kind of garishly coloured was actually reminding me of this Marvel thing we watched last week called The Inhumans which is a TV show if anyone's seen it and it's like really naff and it <laughs> so looked like naff. that like it didn't look to uh, me like come on. you like no, the Inhumans, the Inhumans looks appalling. Well, I bad. thought this looked like that, honestly, like the Asgard stuff, and when they all just got killed. Oh, and then she brings back the bloody army. Army of the, of the Dead. dead. That oh. didn't really. Who cares? Dull, yeah. That was boring. Really boring. It was all just really dull. The and stuff, then the, they, the only stuff that popped was the stuff with uh, on Jeff Goldblum's trash yeah. planet. Of, but which of was the essentially gladiators. like the Hunger Games, you know, or any fun movie like that. Yeah, it's not a Marvel movie. Um, but but look, d- don't you, you think there's like there's zero world building in these movies? No, this, they just dump you in it. And I felt like it's the same with Guardians of the Galaxy. There's um, there's a whole universe of stuff here, but we don't get any sense of what what alien creatures are what what like um, ruling authorities there are. There's there's none of that. It's just like oh, this is happening. Jokes, jokes, jokes. Yeah, and Bruce Banner or Hulk has been missing for two years. No big deal. Like he says well, he says the Hulk. I've been the Hulk for two years and if I turn back in, into the Hulk now I'm disappearing forever right and then he turns into the Hulk at the end of the movie that was a pretty good gag though <laughs> that was a good gag but then I'm like okay so what does this mean for Bruce Banner no exploration of that because that's really serious if he's going to be the Hulk forever yeah. and oh, one other note on the Hulk I really enjoyed I've never that he talks yeah I've never seen him talking <laughs> yeah, and interacting yeah, yeah. and I was like oh my god that's Joey Tribbiani well I heard <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He looks like Joey, yeah, talks like Joey, acts like Joey. But I liked that um, I, there's actually an explanation of that that uh, Mark Ruffalo gave. I think that's because the Hulk, because he's been the Hulk for like two years, he kind of has developed the intelligence of a toddler. Almost. Okay, yeah, like that was really fun. By the way, did you, quick side note, did you see all the like uh, fuck ups that Mark Ruffalo did on the press tour of this movie? No. Like he actually was doing like a live stream on Instagram during the premiere and forgot to turn it off and then accidentally live streamed the first 10 minutes of the movie really um, there was that he, God, that's he, like Prue and he like gave a spoiler uh, in an interview for like something that happens in the Avengers next Avengers movie oh, really? that he wasn't supposed it's to because he's just phoning it in because <laughs> if ever a character is just doing stuff in front of like green screen with a costume on it's him yeah I mean okay so overall let's leave it there I think um it was fun. I would like. I'd recommend it. I'd watch it again. It was, I'd watch it over the second one. Yeah, it was but great. I won't it was ever great watch crack. It again. There was re- just really, really smart gags in here, like that. Like he's a strong comedy director. This but guy. I think his other two movies are better. 
Like what we did in yeah. the shadows is such a better movie than Please that. Please go watch What We Do in the Shadows, yeah. everyone, if it's you on haven't Netflix. seen that. No, it's not on Netflix oh. anymore because tr- we tried to watch it the other night, do you remember? And it was gone. Oh, well, anyway, watch it. It's somewhere. All right. Come on, we better, okay, we better, better get go. home. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, let us know uh, what you thought of Thor Ragnarok. Do you agree with what we said? Yes. Uh, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram at The Cinemile. And we're at uh, thecinemile at gmail.com. And if you haven't done so already, please um, subscribe to us on iTunes or and ACAST. ACAST. And leave us a review. Leave us a review. That, that would be really, fabulous. really, really yeah. helps get the word out. Yeah, okay. It gets our words out. Okay. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Well, I really wish I had my hammer. Hammer? Quite unique. It was made from this, this special metal from the heart of a dying star. And when I spun it really, really fast, it gave me the ability to fly. You rode a hammer? No, I, I didn't ride the hammer. The hammer rode you on your back? No, no, no. I, I used to spin it really fast, and it, it would it would pull me off the... Oh, my God. The hammer pulled you off? The ground. It would pull me off the ground, up into the air, and I would fly. Every time I threw it, it would always come back to me. Sounds like you had a pretty special and intimate relationship with this hammer, and that losing it was almost comparable to losing a loved one. It's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs>